This is the Mutual Audio Network. Shut up and listen. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. This podcast is a serial narrative, a story told episode by episode. Consequently, your listening journey would best be begun at the beginning. That's The Plague Clowns, Episode 1. It is the year 2015, and life has lost all meaning. What once was up is down. What once was right is wrong. And those who dare to make a podcast which subversively reanimates the dead art of radio theater are considered dangerous criminal outcasts. Driven into exile, four pungent brigands risk their lives to broadcast from a South Seas barge crudely fashioned from the disintegrating corpse of an ancient titan and several thousand yards of cooking twine to bring you the triumph, the majesty, the sublimity of rude alchemy. Previously on The Plague Clowns. I'm just not quite accustomed to this pressing mass of humanity trying to murder one another. What is this place? It's my room. Madam, is there any way to seal off the tunnel? Oh, misery. The only way out we've just had barred shut. I play, Wollstone. You stole my play. I apologize if my audio is even tinnier than usual today. I am coming to you from solitary confinement, and it was only by the skin of my teeth that I was able to smuggle my rudimentary equipment in here with me. Also, there's no Courtney to help today. That's why they call it solitary, I suppose. To tell the truth, I'm... I'm kind of glad. I think I may finally be through with Courtney. Jenny has really helped me to see the truth about so many things... Oh, sweet Jenny. More on that later. I suppose you'd like to know why I'm in solitary. Well, it's not for what you think. Oh yes, I killed Randy. I certainly did. I bashed his skull to little pink pieces with a mannequin head. I must admit I was a bit rattled after the ordeal, and for a moment, just a moment, panic set in. But then, I took a breath and assess the situation. I... You think I'm crazy, don't you? Oh, you should have seen me. You should have seen how wisely I proceeded, with what caution, with what foresight. You see, the alarm actually assisted me. It always sets the guards off in a mad scramble, but the antiquated thing has no way to direct them to the scene of the trouble. Regardless, I had to act quickly. Disposal of the body was out of the question. A great goopy mess would take a team of Guatemalan housemaids with a power washer to undo. Instead of fighting the inevitable, I 
pivoted the situation to my advantage. I began to see a way I could kill two birds with one mannequin head. I grabbed my murder weapon and headed for the admin hall. I slipped past a few determined club-wielding sentries, and though it was very dark, I managed to jimmy the door into the warden's office. I quickly dropped the head in the bottom desk drawer and locked it up. Motive, you ask? Huh. Randy was a universally hated pariah. Any breathing soul at Greyfern has a motive to pulverize his skull. The warden included. Finally, I found the solitary confinement log and made an entry exonerating myself by showing that I had been locked away in seclusion for the past 48 hours for a poop-related offense. Hey, nine times out of ten, the offenses are poop-related in here. Ha! <laughs> uh. Would a madman have been so wise as this? Anyway, then I snuck back to the basement, grabbed what sound equipment I could, and headed to the solitary wing. While the guards were distracted with roll call, I slipped into an unoccupied hole and locked myself in tight. And now I wait, dear listeners, for the demise of that foul warden. You see, Greyfern will almost certainly elect to handle this matter internally rather than risk the scrutiny. So, with a bit of luck, I'll be hearing the warden's drill, drill the warden before long. <laughs> you see, I'm actually a bit grateful to Randy for all this. This solution is so much more elegant than the convoluted escape revenge caper I had planned. With the warden out of the picture, there'll be no one to protest when Jenny recommends my early release next week. She says I'm, I'm making a lot of progress. And if I just stay away from Courtney, I'll be more than fit to re-enter society. <laughs> I know what she really meant when she said that. So, when she finally sees me out of this drab grey jumpsuit and wearing something more civilized, I know our relationship will blossom like a cherry tree in spring. <sighs> And now, the thrilling conclusion of The Plague Clowns. The Plague Clowns is brought to you by Rodrigo's 24-hour dry cleaning service. No molestation in this one. It's just a good, steady income stream. I'm actually a very successful entrepreneur, not just a prolific sex offender. glow of light grows steadily in a darkened room. The light forms further, hardens to a blade, then a beam, a brilliant luster cutting through the night, illuminating the blackness. The beam fell cruelly first on the tight-sealed eyelids of the sleeping Wollstone, who stirred painfully. Then? Then on to Celio's. Alakino? Daniel's? Nyrna? Miles? Father? Nikus? Uh, Kane. Kane's. 
the light finally fell on the intricate ornamental mask hiding the top half of Arlecchino's face. His eyes clicked open, and he made not a sound. Suddenly, the lantern shot off with a clank, and the room was plunged into darkness once more for the briefest of moments before the heavy curtain in front of a great window was thrown aside, and daylight forced the last remnants of slumber from the performer's eyes. What what is happening? Where are we? The players looked around blinkingly, trying to make sense of their surroundings. They finally realized almost simultaneously that they were all sharing an enormous bed and were tucked in side by side, Hane included, with a large blanket firmly stuck at their armpits. What the shit is this? How did we get here? What's going on? Oh, no. How did I end up in the middle of this big bed of men? Huh? Ew! Gross! Ah, my children. You're finally awake. (coughs) The master emerged from the blinding glare and sat at the foot of the bed. Now, now calm yourselves. You've had quite a shock. How we get here, huh? My, my, what an ordeal you've been through. You don't remember? It was you yourself, Niku, that exploded my wall with that incredible incendiary orb of yours. Then you all plopped down into the moat. Very daring and very dangerous. It strains the boundaries of belief that you all survived. But here you are. Lucky for you, my guards were nearby and were able to scoop you out of the water and bring you safely here. My servants have been caring for you all night. Hmm. Yes, it's starting to come back. Uh, Niku, how did you know the orb would explode? We see the balls before, remember? Jacob was magician as well as juggler. Oh, right. I'm glad we cleared that up. That would have bothered me all episode. Oh, oh for, forgive me. I, I'm just so glad that some of my children survived the madness last night. Madness? Oh, yes. I'm sorry to say that all my other guests perished quite gruesomely. But I still have you, don't I? Anyway, enough lazing about. You'll want to rehearse before the competition. Competition? Yes, of course. You'll perform today as planned. Forgive me, but what for? With all the other performers being, um, uh... Dead, dead, dead. Dead is a dingleberry. no. Not a now. Arlecchino. No. No, that's not it. What was I saying? Oh, oh, yes. The competition. It will go forward as planned. But... Did I somehow give the impression that my edicts were open to objections? Very good. Now, any other questions before you begin... Yeah, uh, why are we nakeds? Hmm? Nakeds? Why we have no clouds? That's right. No, I mean, why? <laughs> Very good. Very good. He is not answering. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, thank you, Master. Good day, my children. I will see you later this afternoon for your performance. I look forward to it ravenously. 
Oh, my goodness. So strange that we're all naked, right? I mean, just a whole bunch of chaps all naked in a bed. Ugh. I can't wait to get out of this bed, you know. I mean, we probably should rest a little bit more so we're nice and long, uh, strong for the competition there, right, Daniel? Mm? No time to spare. Everyone, close your eyes, and on the count of three, we'll all get up and put our clothes on. Ready? One, two, three. Walston, what are you doing? We were supposed to open our eyes on three, right? Right? Oh, never mind, Walston. Just put this on and... Oh, my! Nico! Yeah? What? What is that? Hmm? What do you talk about, Miles? Oh, my shit, Nico! I can't believe I never see that before. What is it weird or something? Yeah, or something. It's like a, a I don't know how to say. Me, me neither. Maybe someone who is good with words. Wollaston. What are you all jabbering about? Holy sweet mother of God! It's like a limbless corpse slung between two cricket bats by a net made of the rusty steel scouring pads your mother forgot she left under the sink. Yes, that's what I was going to try to say. You guys hurt Nico's feelings. <laughs> Thanks, Hanney. All right, um, I'm not going to say I feel great about where we just went, but hey, if our writers need gross-out humour as a crutch, so be it. Seriously, I, I, I'm not judging. We all have our bag of tricks. You've probably never noticed this, but... Occasionally, I pronounce words weird just to sound sophisticated. Anyway, Niku's enormous scary monster schlong aside, the troop dressed quickly and exited into the hall outside the room. They soon began noticing evidence of the great mad battle from the night before. Broken, burned furniture, artwork and artifacts strewn recklessly and smeared with blood, improvised weaponry now shattered and discarded. As Miles glanced out a window, he saw that even the moat itself was tinged a sickening, muddy pink, undoubtedly from numerous failed bloody efforts at crossing. Warily, our heroes made their way to the castle's solarium, where they attempted to suppress their unease and focus on Rehearsal. All right, shall we start from the hermit in the night? Wolston, why do you suppose there are no bodies? How can it be that only we survived? Do you think he killed the other troops because they were a no good? What if he think we are no good? The question they all were thinking, when spoken aloud, had a sobering effect which enveloped the room in a heavy, uneasy silence. All eyes looked to the floor, then at each other, then, finally, at Wollstone. Now see here. Now see here. Who are we? Who are we? Are we builders? No. Are we servants? No. Merchants? Farmers? Bankers? Priests? Carpenters? Shepherds? No. We are none of these. None of these contented men safe in their trades who never once face the question we face every day with a smirk and a sneer. What if they think I'm no good? 
From the moment I first stood on my father's knee in a tavern to recite a poem, to the moment I treaded the boards with you in that Palgolian square, I have always asked myself that question with more malice than I've ever dared inflict on another human being. What if they think I'm no good? And the difference between us and those sorry, shielded labourers? The question does not stop us. We answer. We say, they won't. I won't let them. I'll show them. I'll show them all. We are performers, my friends, and we'll perform today, just like we have a thousand times before. And we'll show him. We'll show them all. Wow. Such bravery. I mean, my grandfather was a belly gunner on a B-52, but I guess heroism comes in many forms. Now, I think it's time for a few changes. Uh, really? Uh, but we were so a uh, little time. Yes, trust me. First of all, we open with a song. Railies? Yes, you'll knock them dead right from the get-go. Then, some slapstick. Cilio, Arlecchino, do you think you can fill five minutes with latte between the squire and the knight? Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. And Niku... The master seemed impressed by your exploding orb. You think you can whip up a big bombastic finale? Yes. Yes, I can. What about us, Walston? The script? Forget the script, Miles. You're a brilliant actor, my boy, with more passion and finesse than I've ever had. But I've always saddled you with stuffy verse when you should be speaking from your heart. You hear that? All of you. When we go out there today, from the heart... The Master of Revels of Castrum Crucis summons you all to the Great Hall for the performance. With renewed vigour laced with giddy desperation, the players made their way to the Great Hall, where a gaudy stage had been erected. Crimson curtains on gold-gilded rods hung around a finished, shiny wood platform so deep a brown it was nearly black. The ends of the curtain rods featured obscenely ornate figureheads representing comedy and tragedy. The tragedy face was deeply pitiful, and desperate, with drawn, emaciated features. The mouth was gaping open with a twisted, gleaming tongue forced to the back of the throat, the face's futile attempt at suicide. The comedy face was so strained with wild laughter that its bulging neck arteries appeared near to bursting, while its lidless eyes rolled with withering insanity. The master sat at the opposite end of a hall, high atop a platform clearly meant to simulate a box on the upper level of a theatre. He sat silently, with a tiny smile on his pale lips, expectantly waiting as if he were merely one of many patrons attending a matinee at the opera. Places, everyone. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, I present you this afternoon a troupe of many talents. We will bring you the pathos of high drama, the laughter of low comedy, and the magic of theatrical spectacle. But first... To set the scene, the art that speaks the language of the soul. Music! When the maiden lost her lover there In the wood a broken pair She sat down and cried for years Enough to fill the lake with tears When the night he saw her pain Dropped to one knee and did the same Wept most bravely, eyes did blur And swore to bring the lover back to her 
He tread forward, his squire came round, who turned his happy face upside down. He let the tear leak from his mask to see his master gravely task. The night the brute sent him away, go make your joke some other day. Spoke with disdain, harsh and cruel, for no one ever weeps for the fool. Where are you going, good sir knight? I must find a man, a lover lost to a beautiful maiden. You will go attend to my keep. You are too tiresome for this journey. But the good sir knight, I cannot go away just yet. I bring you your dinner. There is no time to eat. Eh, that's okay. You're right. Your stomach is too weak to eat all of this spaghetti and then take a walk. Weak? Weak? No part of the capita. Uh, the knight is weak. Give me the spaghetti. With the sausage? Mm. Uh, no, 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 no sausage. Good idea. Your jaw will get too tired from all the chewing. What? Never. My jaw is stronger than a snake's. Give me that. How about some wine to wash it down? Absolutely not. I'm about to go on a great quest. You are so wise. You know you cannot hold your drink, so you abstain. The knight can hold such a drink better than any man. Give me the bottle. Oh, good sir knight. I was just thinking about the time you fought 2,000 Spaniards single-handed. <laughs> it was a 4,000. But what is your point? Well, I think the good people here would like to hear about it, right, folks? Yes, I would. See? Another time, perhaps. Uh, I must go. Oh, you are so humble. It is so admirable. You don't even care that they doubt your story is real. What? Outrageous. Do you dare to question my honor? Yes, I do. Oh, this is fun. No one challenges the night. I will show you. Look at these spaghettis. These are the Spaniards. See? Thousands of them. And this sausage. This is my sword, yes? And me. I am me. The first wave came rushing down upon me, and I dispatched them all. See? I had taken my sword and... Uh, uh, what? You were not impressed? Any man can defeat a spaghetti. I think we would all be impressed if you battled a real knight. But I am the only real knight here. Perhaps you could show us the story by battling yourself. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, folks. It looks like the knight is afraid of the knight, huh? Yes, it does appear that he is. Oh, <laughs> this is too much fun. Too much fun. I am not afraid of the knight. Oh, you're not, huh? No, I'm not. Well, you should be. You are fat, sausage-munching coward. <gasps> you dare impugn my honor? You are scoundrel. No, you are the scoundrel. And that's it. I challenge you to a duel. I accept. Hey, good sir knight. Nice. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, good sir knight. Looks like you need a new sausage. Here you go. Thank you, squire. Wait a momento. You, you made me do this. Uh-oh. I kill you. I come back here. Yay. With rage, the knight dismissed the squire, set off alone through the wooded mire. Did not see his squire's eyes were full, for no one ever weeps for the fool. He came across a hermit with a fish in a net, and saw the poor man's eyes were wet. He took him aside with tender grace, and gave him a kerchief for his face. Oh, do you a weep for a good hermit? For my troubles, my troubles. A young man such as yourself doesn't want to hear them. Why are you so far out in the wood, my boy? I seek a man who has been lost to us a sweet maiden. I look to reunite them. Ha! Young and foolish. Why do this work for another man? The maiden is beautiful, yes. Keep her for yourself. You would dare question my honor? Uh-oh. Here we go again. You are old, so I will not challenge you. Only watch your tongue. Oh, okay. Maybe not. Calm yourself, my friend. You must understand. I only seek a good match for my daughter. Your daughter? Yes, the maiden of which you speak. She is my greatest joy, and yet my greatest sorrow. How could such a beautiful angel fall in love with such a frivolous dolt? And so, you see, I weep. Grant me this kindness. Go, find the lover as you planned, but do not reunite them. Kill this man and return my daughter to me. The knight set off with his head unnerved. He knew not which master to serve. He tracked the lover anyway, hoping time would show the right play. Meanwhile, our squire went wandering too. Unemployed, he knew not what to do. He found the barn and whipped in hay when the farmer came in drunk and gay. <laughs> Oh, hello there, little clammy person. Why are you so sadly? I lose my job. I was a bad squire. It's okay. Jobs come and go. Look at me. Sometimes I have harvest, sometimes not. But I always have drinking. See? My barn is full of barrels of spirits I made from the wood. It's strong and it hurt, but it make me feel good. Like Handy from Circus Ape. Want some? No, I must get the good Sir Knight to take me back. The knight, you say? The one that come by here a little while ago looking for a man? It must be. He say he looked for a man who was in love with beautiful yellow-haired maiden with skinny hips and hairy forearms. The maiden with the... Can it be? Thank you, farmer. You have shown me the way. I will bring the maiden and the lover together, and the knight will forgive me. Look, here he comes down the path now. I cannot let him see me yet. Tell him to wait here. I will return at the nightfall. Don't tell him it was me. 
So the farmer did as he was told And asked the knight his position to hold Dusk came quick and so did the squire With the maiden near and a lantern fire Daughter, daughter Oh yeah, and the hermit was there too Father, I've missed you so Squire, what is the meaning of this? You have been uh, dismissed from my services I know, boss. I tried to make it up to you. I bring you the maiden and the lover reunited. I see you know a lover. Well, open your eyes, for I am here. A what? It is true. This is the man I loved and then lost. My dear, sweet squire. My Antonia. Impossible. I'm afraid it's true. This foul fool befouled my fair daughter. Now, knight, will you uphold the honor of an old and righteous man, or defend a scurrilous scoundrel? Boss, I thought you would be happy. I end your quest. Quiet, you fool. I must think. What is there to think about? The man is a rascal. Kill him, and my daughter shall be yours. What? My darling, look at this fool. What kind of life would you have with this roustabout? Now, look at this good knight. He is handsome. He is brave. He will protect you and care for you all the days of your life. I, I don't know what to say, Antonia. Your father speaks a true fair maiden. I would care for you and serve you all of your life. But I never thought... I never dreamed a man so handsome, so strong, so brave would ever desire a poor, plain girl such as me. You do yourself injustice, my lady. You are more beautiful than all the splendor of the earth. Say you will be mine. I will. Antonia? Antonia, wait! Come to me. Remember the nights under the stars as we lay in the wildflower meadow. My Antonia! Don't you touch her, you beast. Good sir knight, do your duty. Here, villain, I now pay you for a thousand humiliations. Ah! Antonia! Tell me, good sir knight, where shall we live? When shall we be wed? Do you have a noble steed? All shall be answered in a good time, my love. I... Splud, the lantern. Everyone, enter the barn. The hay catch fire. Quickly, my dear. But the squire, his body. Leave him. It matters not. Yes, of course. Lead on, my knight. My spirits, they will go boom. Stand back, farmer. Ready, honey. Here we go.
And so the hermit wept with delight to see his daughter wed to a knight. The knight himself wept like a child. His new love had him most beguiled. The maiden wept with giddy screams, fulfilling her childhood playtime dream. Even the farmer wept and wailed, heartbroken o'er the loss of ale. But lest you forget, the world is cruel. No one ever wept for the fool. The final chord of Daniel's ballad hung in the great hall for an eternity as the players expectantly held for applause. It never came. As the vapour from Niku's fireworks dissipated, they peered to the back of the hall, looking for the master atop his platform. It was gone. The whole platform, master and all, seemed to have disappeared like so much smoke. All that remained was a small, plain door, shut tight. Didn't... didn't he like it? I don't think so, Miles. What happened now? I not wait around to find out. Arlequino's right. We should leave before the guards are upon us. Best to go our separate ways, I suppose. Smaller groups will be harder to capture. Gentlemen, it's been the greatest honour of my career to perform with you all. I... Oh, my. Wolston, what is it? Door is open. The players peered through the haze to see that the small crude door was now hanging open and a warm dancing light leaked out. Well, don't just stand there. Come in. With a few guarded glances, the performers sidled through the door and into the chamber within. The master was seated jollily at the head of a long table with six empty chairs. A beautiful roast was steaming at the centre of the table, along with hundreds of towering side dishes. The players nervously took their seats and turned their eyes upon the master. No, no. No need to stand on ceremony with me. Drink some wine, please. The players hesitantly took up their cups and drank. Much better. Now, will you all be prepared to perform for me again? Again? Does, does that mean what? that... Oh, oh my, I, I'm so sorry. I've left you all in suspense. After a magnificent performance like the one I witnessed this afternoon, of course you shall stay. This feast is but the first of many wonderments. Oh, man, this is great. Thanks to Master. Everybody lift the toast. No, no, that's not necessary at all. You did it yourselves. Well, we're just all so terribly excited, good master. Uh, master, uh, goodness, I'm afraid I don't know what to call you. You see, I heard this absurd rumour that you were... Miles! No, no. That's quite all right. I'm sure I've heard worse. Well, that you were the Pied Piper of Hamelin. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's pretty funny, I guess. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. I can't say I've heard that one before. No, 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 I'm not the Pied Piper, although I do know what happened to the children the man led away. 
The children? What? Oh, and we hear a good one too. Tell him then, Yur. Oh, yes. We hear most silly time naming that you Vlad Tepish impaler from Wallachia. <laughs> Now that one's a classic. No, no, I am not the famed impaler, but I certainly do understand the hunger that consumed him. The hunger, the what? Yes, I've heard so many guesses, even at Bramall and the Mage, if you can believe it. I yes, can believe uh, it because I, I know who that is. Oh, yes, <laughs> I'm very well versed <laughs> in, in, the, in the fellow who you named. I... Yes, even him. But of course, I executed the practices from his book long before they were written down. Oh, well, enough talk. I'm getting so hungry. Servants... Our tableware, please. Neat packages wrapped up in snow-white napkins were placed in front of the players. One by one they were opened to reveal the beautiful ornate silverware within. Finally, the master himself pulled his napkin apart with a flourish. A dismal wooden fork with two brittle tines and a dull, near-bladeless wooden table knife clattered onto his plate. He looked up brightly, but was met with... White-faced stares from all his guests. I hope you'll forgive the crudity of my instruments. They hold a certain sentimental value for me. Beware, you seekers of knowledge. You'll soon be forced to acknowledge that carved from the apple tree you'll find the devil's own cutlery. But but if you're... Then we're... Dead, dead, dead! Dead is a... Dingleberry. Very good, my child. Yes, you have passed. All of you. You want to know when and how, as if it matters. Suffice it to say, you met on your journey for wealth and fame beyond comprehension. And now you're with me, my children. Wait, what is this? Dead? When? Where? The castle? Shh, 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 quiet now. It matters not. Surely you see that. I know see why me and Kane with you. I understand Daniel, but... But who brought Daniel his toys? Sometimes wrapped up in kicking on the back of an ass? <laughs> Complicity, my friends. Complicity. But what about me? I had nothing to do with Wollstone's crimes. Nothing! Yes, but remember you murdered your father in a fit of rage when he walked in on you painting a nude portrait of your mother? Oh, right, 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 right. Yes, sorry, carry on. You never hold me here! I kill you! <laughs> oh, forgive me. It's not polite to laugh at the futile struggles of a hapless child. Please, return to your seat. Physical threats, you'll find, are beyond the ludicrous, my dear friend. <gasps> Your name. It finally came to me. It's also Celio. You were named after your good uncle, who was seated next to you, of course. <laughs> My sister, when she die, I promise I protect her boy no matter what. I knew what he was already, but I promise. I promise. I've done nothing wrong. My entire career has been built children, my children. Oh, my children, so many questions. 
When did we die? How? Where? Why us? Why me? Were we ever truly alive at all? Your questions are like so many sprinkles of rain on a great bonfire. If I may cut to the heart of the matter. These other indiscretions aside, you are all guilty of a deep, consuming obsession with fame and fortune. It led you to ambitiously step over the backs of others. It led you to gather, and it led you to me. So powerful was its hold on you that you didn't notice your own deaths. Don't fret. Your plight is not uncommon. You are in good and esteemed company. Let your worries pass now and enjoy your meal, for you've won. Fame and fortune are yours, and you'll always have an audience in me. Musicians, play. alarm sounded so sweet to my ears. It can only mean one thing. They found the evidence and are about to deliver swift pneumatic justice to the warden's frontal lobe. Just about now, the orderlies will be strapping him onto the gurney. Mm-hmm. Now, now they're wheeling him down the hall under the instructions of the shadowy board of directors who will watch him from a two-way mirror. The nurse will test the drill with a few quick dry-fires... Did you hear that? Ooh, right on cue. Am I good or what? And now, the real thing. See? <laughs> and now, just now we'll start to hear the warden's delicious screams. What? That's not... Oh, dear God. Jenny! Jenny, no! Oh, stop! Stop! You bastards, what are you doing? You've got the wrong person, the warden. You, you want the warden. No. Wait, no, I, I did it. I killed Randy. Stop. Stop this. Leave her be. Jenny. Jenny, no. How could this happen? I put the mannequin head in the warden's office and... What? What are you doing here, Courtney? How did you get in? This is solitude. What are you grinning about? Well, of course, I, I, I'm i sure it was the warden's office. Yes, it, it was a bit dark, but you assured me we had the right door and... Oh, no. What did you do? What did you make me do? Oh, Jenny. My palsy, Jenny. <laughs> Well, well, Courtney, you finally did it. You took Jenny away from me. But you can never take away what she taught me. She taught me where you really live, where you really come from. And I know how to get rid of you. You see? The sound equivalent wasn't all I smuggled into this room. Goodbye, Courtney. Goodbye, Courtney. Goodbye, Courtney. Goodbye.
Bye. The Plague Clowns is brought to you by the ridiculous delusion you hold that you're a good person. Rude Alchemy is Mr. Thomas Hodgkin, Mr. Andrew Kane, Mr. Andy Werner, and Mr. Ryan Whalen. The Plague Clowns story by Rude Alchemy with Mr. Kane as lead story editor. This episode written by Mr. Wertner and edited by Mr. Kane. Featuring the voices of Rude Alchemy with Neil Rathwin as the master. Music composed by Mr. Benjamin J. Robb. For a listing of Creative Commons sound effects attributions, visit rudealchemy.com slash attributions. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. To support Rude Alchemy and gain access to exclusive bonus content, including blooper reels from every episode, visit rudealchemy.com slash support. And finally, come to me. Swarm to me. Swarm to the unformed one. Talk. Live in talk. Slim, tau in Kandalak, Tak Awan, Tak Awan, Hello, I'm John Bell of Bells in the Battery, along with my associates, Arnie Kunch... I can introduce myself, thank you very much. All right. Hi, I'm Arnie Kunchfard! That's it? That's it. And also, do you want me to introduce you, Brad? Well, of course, Mr. Bell, that's your job as host. Thank you, Brad. And I'd like to introduce Brad... Hold it. What? Here's your script. Script? Well, <laughs> you gotta know what to say. All right. <clears throat> And introducing Brad Montworth, a salesman, incomparable public relations expert, and, of course, unrivaled attorney at law. No, come on, you know how to say it, Mr. Bell. Unrivaled attorney, attorney at, at law. law. Oh, Mr. Bell, you shouldn't say those things. You make me blush. Can I do my introduction over again? No. We're here for an important reason. Very important. Indeed. If you think you deserve significant financial compensation, call Brad Motworth, attorney, attorney at law. Oh, boy. At 555 No, 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 no. We're here to remind everybody to take steps to avoid the coronavirus. Yeah, don't catch it. Because there's no one you can sue. Wash your hands thoroughly and keep social distancing. What? Social distancing. One more time. Stay about six feet away from everybody else. Right, very good. Oh, I gotta wash my hands thoroughly. I don't want to get me this corona. Ooh, keep your distance now. Socially. I want to keep feeling fine corona. Never gonna stop getting squirts from my Purell. I'm always gonna buy all the toilet paper that they sell. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, corona. Bye, corona. Don't get no closer, huh? Beat it, huh? Far enough where I can't see your eyes, Corona. An illness history is not for me. Uh-uh. Don't want to try your COVID on for size, Corona. Never gonna touch. Stay away. My epidermis never wants to be close to where that nasty germ is. Bye, 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 bye. Woo. Bye, Corona. 
Fly Corona. Captain Fly Corona. Pumpkin Pie Corona. Now wait a minute. Fly Corona. Goodbye Corona. Good riddance.